All right, I want to welcome you to this podcast, Jennifer. As we start this podcast, Jennifer says, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready. Well, Jennifer, this is a podcast about the Word of God stored up in your heart, mm-hmm. what you think about the Word of God, and how really we've asked our church family and people that are journeying with us here at Generations Christian Church. We're in the middle of a series called Heaven and Hell. We've preached three sermons. We're walking into a great sermon this weekend, and questions have come in. So, all of these questions kind of circle around heaven and hell issues, the reality of heaven, the reality of hell, what God's word has to say about those things, and great questions. So yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. These are really good questions. I don't know who wrote these, but they're hard. They came from some more small, small groups. They're just really hard. So here, okay, question number go. one. If Jesus said, no one has seen the Father except through me, Moses and Elijah would not have been in heaven yet, correct? You mentioned them being in heaven leaving it when they were in heaven. Were they in heaven? So I I was referring to a few weeks Mm -hmm. ago, the Mount of Transfiguration. There's a moment in Mark 9-9 and in Matthew 17-9. Both of those Gospels record a moment where Jesus takes three of his his inner circle. You know, he takes takes Peter, John, and James. Mm -hmm. Three middle. Those three guys. He's got the 12. He's got the... 100 so disciples, he's got the thousands he preaches to, but those three closest. And he tells them, this is the whole point of the Gospels. Jesus is coming from heaven to earth to bring us in reconciliation back with the Father. So this is the heart of the Gospel where Jesus says, I have to show you who I am. I mean, Jesus had asked Peter in um, Caesarea Philippi, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's when Jesus looks at Peter and says, man, I got a live one here. And he says, upon you, I'll build the church. You are the rock, Peter. So in this moment, he reveals himself. And it's a crazy moment because the guys come. Moses and Elijah come. Now, a a bunch of good questions have arisen here. And people say, well, how, how did they know that it was Moses and Elijah? Did they have trading cards? Like Old Testament trading cards? How did they know? I'm sure there were drawings. How did they know? Yeah. I, where? We, I don't know. know why. Maybe there weren't. Where, we, we don't have them. I've always thought. They all look the same to me in my head, so I can only imagine. Well, I've always thought <laughs> that there were some things in, you know, kind of about their character that uh-huh. revealed who they were. Or <clears throat> the conversation. Is it referring to a passage from the Old Testament, though, about... Moses and Elijah revisiting him is like so. Is it something no. that they would have studied as in their youth to be looking for, or that nope, they nope, would nope, know? Nope, nope, nope. No, there's nothing like that. It's a that. crazy thing. Um, I mentioned uh, that I personally believe that the text says that there's no such thing as soul sleep and unconsciousness. Now, now, some dear friends of mine, I'm thinking of one in particular that mm-hmm. goes to this church. They believe uh, that that's not true that their husband, who's recently passed away, is mm-hmm. just unconscious sleeping. And when when she passes, her and her husband will wake up mm-hmm. and they'll both, their next conscious moment will be there with Jesus. And I'm not going to throw any shade or no. shame on that. I can, a, we have a lot of friends who believe that. Actually. I can find out mm-hmm. I'm wrong. But they're asking about this question specifically. I've said that they're in heaven. Here's one of the verses in John when Jesus is preaching and he is talking to the Sanhedrin. This gets him in a lot of trouble. Jesus says... Abraham was looking forward to this day, and he was glad to see it. It's such a great moment. Well, that tells me that like Abraham and Jesus talked. 
-hmm. and he knows Abraham's current conscious cognitive feelings about something that is happening in real times in the life of Jesus. And he's like describing Abraham as happy in this moment right now to see what's playing out. That to me lets me back up my statement that both Elijah and Moses were in heaven. So I want to I want to give you a couple of things here that I think help with this. One, heaven is now and heaven is yet to come in a greater mm -hmm. fullness. And we're going to talk about this throughout the podcast. Right, right. Well, no, I don't have a lot to add to that, but I feel like you've hit on that in the past two weeks where you've talked about, you know, when Jesus refers to the, the thief on the cross, that you will go with me today to a place in paradise, right? That there isn't, there isn't a paradise now. And then as you've a taught previously is that the new Jerusalem will come, which will be the ultimate ending par paradise, right? Where we're all at, where we're all taken up. It is already, and it is yet to be fully realized. Okay. It is happening now, and it is coming in a greater way. Okay. That is the reality of heaven. Heaven is now, and it is yet to come in a greater way. So these two guys show up. Here's a few explanations. They can hear their conversation. They didn't record it, mm -hmm. but a part of their conversation, Jesus talking to them, we find out who they are. Or on the way down, they're like, Jesus, explain who that is. And you could say, well, Johnny, if you read the text, you know, Peter wipes up and says, we're going to build a house for you, Moses, and you, you, Elijah. And so there's a lot of other ways to explain it. I would go to John. John says, at the end of his gospel, he said, all the books of the world cannot contain the things that we've seen. What's important in Matthew and Mark's gospel is that Jesus was trying to be very clear about who he was, the son of God. Mm -hmm. And he needs the 12 to be clear about that. They have to repent of their sins, confess him as Lord, and go tell the rest of the world to do that. That's what's important. Not how did they know that was Moses? How did they know that it was Elijah? But I think there's enough in the text that uh, if Matthew records that's who they were, that's what's going on, I, I believe it. Now, someone else asked this question that I think is, to me, it is the perfect backyard barbecue I love where the question's coming from. I'm just going to read it to you because I think it's so great. Um, is it possible that their appearance happened, speaking about Moses and Elijah, while they were on earth also, like some crazy time-space thing, when they were on the mountains themselves? I, I love this. I have a lot of thoughts of this. Evidently, it's a popular way of explaining how Moses and Elijah got there. This is great because... Jesus says um, in the Old Testament, the prophet writes, a thousand days to God are like a year and a year like a thousand days. And God says, my ways are way, way higher than your ways. And God stands outside of time and describes himself that way. So could this be an explanation? I've seen so many sci-fi movies where things like that happen. I'm like, I think it's good to think about it. I love the question. Right, yeah. I honor the question. And I love that this person's even thinking about it and questioning right. on their own that they're out there. It just gives me... When Moses went up on the yeah. mountain, yeah. sometime like, he got wrapped into Jesus and Jesus was explaining and then these guys saw a picture of that. And I, I, here's, my, here's my biblical senior pastor of this church answer to that question. Um, I don't know. That's cool. <laughs> and I love that. Wow, that's profound. No, I love that because... I don't have a better one, but that's profound. It is profound because that's what you're supposed to be doing with your life. Right. You're supposed to be thinking about these things. I mean, like, God, my, my view of you is so big. That could be true, and that could be true, and that could be true. But what's most important here is Jesus showed us who he is. Mm -hmm. And Jesus interacts with these characters of old. And they're real people, just like you. And we will interact with Elijah and Moses. And we will interact with Jesus. And we'll all interact together. And we get to be at the big kids' table and talk about all of these great things. And they will long to talk about our adventures 
And that is the beauty of all of this. Mm. And that's what we've got to be drawn in. So your question pulls us into the reality of that. I would also go to um, Exodus 33 when it comes to, you know, God and Jesus. In Exodus chapter 33, God shows himself to Moses. Moses. Right. But he doesn't show himself in a way that Moses can see. He shows a piece of his character to mm-hmm. Moses. He shows his goodness. He shows his kindness. He shows how he'll react in situations so God, so that Moses starts to trust him more and believe in him more and have confidence in him more. And that's what God is doing to you mm-hmm. as well. And so well, all I of these God's I think the one piece of the question, and I'm, not, I'm just going to go back because I'm not sure I caught your answer to it. So okay. really the, the sentiment of the question is, is that there's only one way to, to God, and that is through Jesus. And uh, Moses and Elijah had not seen Jesus yet because Jesus had not physically come. So I, I, did you answer that? Did you answer if, the question you mentioned? So, so this is why I'm going are to Are they Exodus. in heaven even though they haven't been through Christ? This is why I'm going to Exodus 33. The blood of Jesus Christ on Goes Calvary floods both directions. Yeah. You've said that multiple and times, yeah. And Jesus himself quotes Abraham in Luke 16 saying, the gospel, uh, the prophets... And the law is enough. And they observed the law. And there was a way to get there, but it wasn't perfect. And so the blood of Christ covers all of that. And I believe that they are in paradise. It is not totally heaven yet because it is still yet to come, but they are in paradise. And when Jesus says, no one has seen, no one, Jesus said, no one has seen the Father except through me. Um. Moses in Exodus 33 saw the character of the Father. And they would have seen the character of Christ. But when Jesus comes, mm-hmm. you're really seeing the character. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying here, um, you really want to see God? I'm going to tell you how to see God through me. Mm-hmm. You want to be with God forever in heaven? The only way is through me. You want to know what God is really like? It's through me. And there's all of these things in the Old Testament that God did that were just mm-hmm. punishing like powerfully just, like almost like a strict person. And part of what Jesus is saying, yeah, but you want to know the, the heart of the Father? It's one that would come to you. It's one that would come after you. The stories that Jesus tells, he leaves the porch, he pulls, he pulls up his clothes so he doesn't trip and fall, and he runs to you, the prodigal son. Jesus is saying, you want to know what the Father's like? You see his character. You see what his proclivity is, his inclinations, like what he's drawn to, what he's going to be like. You're seeing it through me most Accurately. Mm-hmm. Did did they see Jesus? Did did Moses also see God? He did see a piece of God's character. I would say it's the same light. Um, Moses didn't see God fully in that way. And I want to go another step farther. Um, I don't believe that the resurrection for all humanity has yet happened. Most theologians would agree with that. So there's a temporary heavenly dwelling that I would say Elijah... And Moses had when they saw Jesus. And they might be in paradise. They might see the impact of God the Father. I'm really going out on a theological limb here. Uh, They might see uh, God's workmanship in paradise and experience a fullness of God in paradise. But I could also say because they don't have this brand new body. Philippians 3.21, I just want to point you to the the, the Word of God. Philippians 3.21 says you get new bodies on that day that is to come. Mm of the second coming of Christ. And here's what it says. Your bodies will be like His. The, the language here is um, more fully and completely able to stand in His presence. 
I'm not so sure even though Moses and Elijah are in heaven right now, that they're not saying we can't wait for heaven because we're going to get new bodies and we're going to have a better realization of who the Father is because there might be some places they can't go. And while they can be with Jesus and interact with Jesus, they're not going to stand in front of the entire Godhead fully and completely. That is out there. And I'm tying in some stuff from Acts chapter 7 where you see Jesus then standing at the throne room. And so could Jesus go in the throne room and they couldn't? Yeah, I, I, we could pull a whole lot more verses and I don't know if you're going to get any more clear than that. But here's, let me, let me lay it all out. I believe we die. We go to a paradise-like place that is amazing. We see Jesus. We get our act with Jesus. But new bodies are yet to come. And a greater version of heaven is yet to descend upon this earth and it will be exciting for everyone well, at that time. Don't we have enough references in Revelation to say that there's a worship service happening? Right now. Constantly from when the elders are laying down their crowns and, and there's a circling of, of angelic beasts around the throne room of God. Around the throne room? Maybe not in the throne room. Around it. Around the effects but, but of the throne room? But my point to that room, is, is that when light. we say paradise then, paradise now, again, the time spectrum is... 100% God is God over all time. So he can do this in whatever time frame he Truth. wants. But when I read the word, just let me read it for face value. Mm -hmm. I read it as if there is something happening right now. So for me, for sure. you know, Moses and Elijah aren't sleeping. They're, they're doing what they do in this portion of time before Christ's return. Yes. Okay, that's my answer. But that was no. not theologically... No, yeah. <laughs> no, but hey, we're pointing you to a lot of scripture and this is super fun. Let me... Let me ask the next question. Small group, our small group got stuck on rewards. So you're reading, this is from, okay. This yeah, is this from is from small group leaders. Okay, great. Small group, our small group got stuck on okay. reward systems. I can see that. Okay, we decided, good. we just don't all agree and that's okay. I love that spirit. So congratulations <laughs> if that's the. We don't have to be, we can be united and disagree. Yeah, on Jennifer and I do that. We disagree on We disagree on some stuff and, you know, we're, we're still. We're not going to list those out right now. Thank you. We're still sticking it out. If you okay? want, just text me later. She's, and I'll... she's still in it. Okay. Um, that's okay. However, some were quoting no favoritism. So how could some have better lives than others in heaven? Are all the rewards literal or figurative? Mm, talk about this. Okay, okay. great question. I, again, I, I'm going to listen. Go. I, so many I just things, don't have a lot to offer today. You do. I don't. So many things come to mind. I mean, I have some thoughts Can that old ladies you? have said to me, my jewel's going to be big in heaven. You know, you've heard that in your lifetime. Well, let's talk what about is it. that? Let's talk about it. Yeah. As I read... 30 verses in preparation for this. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of an incredible promise of a general reward. Now, everyone gets a general reward of we're with Jesus. So if we're with Jesus, but then so-and-so's got a bigger house or a bigger crown, um, who's going who's gonna, to like care? Because Jesus is the ultimate prize of heaven. The tranquility, the peace, the joy, the, the pure bliss of no worry, no concern, nothing bad ever, and total peace with Jesus, then someone's going to be over and be like, yeah, but seriously, we all know he got more. <laughs> I don't, I, I kind of lean in yeah. a direction of saying, um, that's great. Now, I want to take you to a verse because that's what I do when we do these things. Well, you have to. Of all the verses that I read on this, um, one that came up to me very specifically was uh, 1 Corinthians 3.8. It talks about how we're all doing work now. Because there's work now. Mm -hmm. You're preaching the gospel. You're telling a neighbor. You're sharing it with your kids. Um, you're planting. 
And it's talking about how one does one work and then one comes along. Maybe you're a parent and you've told your kids about the gospel their whole lives and then they go to camp. And some young, honestly not even that spiritual young man, right? Like oh, leads them in a prayer and talks to them about Jesus. And they, they come back from camp like, my counselor Billy's the best and because of his, I, I accepted Jesus. And you're like, I don't even know, like, what, I, really? Okay, that's what he's saying. Some will plant and plant and plant and plant and other people will harvest. Mm -hmm. But then it goes to say this. Um, he who plants and waters, we're all going to receive according to our labor. That there's going to be our labor. Now, let me add something else on top of that. As a church, we consistently talk about Matthew 25 and God says, I've given you wealth. And you hold that wealth. Well, in the kingdom of heaven that is now, it's here now, that wealth is knowing who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And as we pass that wealth out, um, Jennifer and I, there are people that we have ministered to in our life that I'm thinking Yanni and Martin. We never talked to them. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen them. I miss them so much. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hug their necks in heaven. I love them. If they were here today and we went out to dinner tonight, we would hoot and holler and probably cry tears and hear stories and catch up. And I know this. They're in the church. They're loving people. They're discipling people because I do see some stuff on Facebook. And we would tell them, how, we would look at their kids and just be like, look what that has done. They would look at our kids and be like, we remember when they were babies. I, I lay that story over this entire thing. When you get to heaven, th this, is, this is the fact. What if in your lifetime you shared the treasure of heaven with one person? Well, you're well, going to love that one person. Define what treasure is. I think we only oh. have a very, we only have a very worldly. We only know what we know, and in our life, the striving for you know quality of living and the bigger houses and whatever, whatever the thing is. I don't think that you have that striving for that or that need for the bigger, the better, the nicest. The I, I think that what fulfills you in heaven. We don't even understand that. So do I Do I think we have things in heaven that we don't have on earth? Absolutely. When you hear a description in Revelation about what ornate things, which I think we're getting to a question on that in a minute, but but I think what, what, what will fulfill us in heaven won't be measured the same as what we would do here. So do I think that there will be some that have gone before us that have... I don't know whatever the... What, what, is, the, what is the payment in so, heaven? What so, is it? So here's, here's where I would push back a little bit. I think we've been told clearly in heaven what treasure is. People. And when we're told we have a crown, I believe that jewels and crown and things of that nature are treasures of heaven. Mm -hmm. And when I say you win one person of the Lord, what a beautiful, that person would not be in heaven without you sharing. And that will be a beautiful mm -hmm. moment for you to share. So I, but imagine yeah. Sorry. sharing the gospel mm -hmm. with hundreds mm -hmm. and thousands of people. So maybe that maybe is a better reward. The jewels of heaven will be the relationships hey, that you've seen that you haven't that first, you maybe you didn't even know about first some of them. Corinthians 3. The seeds planted that are okay. Is talking about so rewards yeah. and it's saying rewards are how did you plant the gospel? How did you harvest the gospel? Yeah. Rewards are related to people. The treasure of heaven is people. Okay, but I have a question because growing up we would sing hymns and I do not think hymns are gospel truth. I think there's a lot of hymns no, that... I know I know the hymn. So there's a hymn about a mansion. So what's that about? Where's that pulled from and why would someone sing a song? Why would we Why well, would we sing songs about it mansions? It comes from another hymn that Audio Adrenaline wrote. Yeah. 
come big, big house. and go with me to <laughs> my father's house. There's a big, big house. Lots Jesus of, says, it's going to be big. Here's what Jesus lots said. Of, of, Let me give you the sentiment of his lots of food. original language. He said this to his guys. I'm preparing a place that's big enough mm-hmm. for everybody. In my father's house are many rooms. dwelling yeah. rooms. Yeah. He was trying to say this. Don't you worry about space. It's big enough. Or but, quality or, yeah. or what jewels but you this, have. Guys, this was an argument. When, I, I, I've always been a proponent of John, the, the Apostle John, being very young. Mm-hmm. I, I place him at 12 to 13 years old. And I've got a number of scripture, <laughs> scripture references that are super fun for me. But there's one where uh, Jesus is walking and two come up to him and say, a mother actually is <laughs> lobbying for her children. <laughs> Can one of my sons said it, you're right. And the other one of my sons, she's like trying to like get assigned seats yeah. in heaven. Yep. And, and the same thing with Peter. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a big argument about how this person's going to die, what this is going to happen with this person, who's going to sit where as, as they're walking. And here's John, this little kid. And really, all I, I picture it all in one hike, where this mother's, and Jesus says, hey, my father appoints position. But it's appointed to the, what's most important to the father's heart. Mm-hmm. People are most close to the Father's heart. Yep. So people will get you a place. And like, I don't want to carry around a big crown. I hate carrying things. <laughs> like, I, the, If I get a really big crown, I'll be like, is there a place? Can Do I have to wear this all the is time? Is there a hat stand for this? I, it keeps scratching my back on the water slide. Like, what do you mean? It's so cumbersome. Okay, wait. That is ridiculous. It's but funny it's, though, but it is, and, and, and I and I think again, once again, we can only think of it in our human, only our small human brains. That have, this is what we only have, what we have experienced. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say one thing. So we talk about inheritance in heaven, and there will be potential, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. What God wants to give, He will give. You have mentioned that there will be work in heaven. I'm writing a book on it. And I'm going to tell you right now, nobody in our family appreciates this conversation. Because no one in our family has thought enough. <laughs> no Maybe one. we need another Devo. You only know heaven without, you only know work without, with toil. You you don't know what it's like to do work without, matter of fact, the word work to you is a dirty word. I almost almost said, you don't know how to do work without work. And I was like, wait a minute, work is pure. God made work in the garden. There was work before the fall of man. And the garden wasn't perfect. Nowhere in the Bible said the garden was perfect. But he appointed Adam and Eve to do, they had jobs. There was stuff, and he they came had to and name things. on it. They had to do things, yes. So, yeah, that's, yeah, it's four okay, chapters I just wanna say, I just want to throw that out there. If you want to ask Johnny about this at church on Sunday, he thinks that you will be working in heaven. I think the earth will there be bigger. There will be lounging and, and sipping drinks I think and there enjoying will be the world. trade. We will be working. I think there will be exploration. I think that the first time we ever see God, he's creating something. So you're saying that. God made us to create. Well, I have to cook. So... Well, I think it'll be more like cooking where there's no... Talk about laundry. There's no cleaning up dishes. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, we're just making awesome foods. Because there is a banquet. All right, you guys, I'm just... Mama's mind just got blown. This is going to... We're going to have to take this private. I can only think about it in what I know. So, yeah, we got to hey, talk about so this. So, this podcast has been all about uh, heaven and bodies and the resurrection. Yeah. And uh, is it here? Is it not here? What's going on? And so, uh, hope you loved it. We'll do another episode. God bless.